All right, what's up, everybody? This is the third episode uh, of Bearded Discussion, your favorite new podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about what is it like to be a modern man in the 21st century. We discuss things such as masculinity, self-care, relationships, sex, and many more. Um, today with me, I have my good friend, Adam Kumas. Hello, mate. How you doing? Uh, like, I got to tell you guys, like, during this pandemic, during this lockdown, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, Netflix and more specifically porn uh, no not porn uh, st- uh, comedy specials um, yeah. and as I was watching it I was watching people like Bill Burr Bert Kreischer Tom Segura all these like established experienced comedians and as I was watching it um, I started thinking about just you and uh, you as a stand-up act stand-up comedian yeah, yeah and I just sort of wanted to know from your perspective um what is it like being a young professional comedian stand up stand up comedian what is it like sort of that journey of trying to push through trying to be successful is it is it hard to sort of break through like the walls or go through certain doors or what is it like i'm um, interested in that uh i mean yeah it's tough and i thought i was making some progress but that's all been fucking put to shit <laughs> This, this lockdown, man, it stopped everything. Everything's yeah. dried up. Everything stopped. Like, I know le- legit comedians, friends of mine, who, like, they make a living out of this. They do nothing else but stand-up. Yeah. They've had to get real jobs yeah. for the first time in years. I'm not talking about TV people. If, you've, if you're on TV or you're famous on YouTube or something, you've already got some sort of income. People are buying your merch. People have already seen your tours. You've got more than enough. You can ride this out, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, your average run-of-the-mill... Uh, salt of the earth comedian who makes a living through clubs yep. club, a club comedian right mm-hmm. uh, not not an Edinburgh comedian because if you're an Edinburgh comedian it's normally you're quite well off normally and your mummy and daddy can afford to pay your rent but like you know like a proper comedian who actually has to they make their whole entire living through doing club spots and stuff yeah. that's all dried up yeah. and there and there's no there's no furlough for those people yeah. there's no fucking there's no community and also like let's let's like be real with it as well like comedy is not a respected art form like mm-hmm. re- as much as everything else like if you were to put like respected art forms on top you probably put like what music theatre acting yeah. uh, painting fucking drawing doing doodles right and then at the bottom you put comedy right because everyone thinks comedy is you know dick a hobby jokes. rather than a ho- no no hobby but just like it's, they just think it's stupid like they think oh it's just some guy telling dick jokes and they think that it doesn't take much sort doesn't... of like talent or, or, yeah. or skill it's just something that yeah and they think you know and it's, it trivializes and like don't get me wrong you know there are going to be dick jokes and other stuff and you know it can be trivial and there are some people who aren't probably very good at it but it's also there's also some people who are incredibly talented and you know yeah. they they're now out on their ass a little mm. bit because they don't know they, they can't claim any money there's their living because nobody respects it you know like if you're just that's the thing about comedy it's always you know for better or for worse it's always been independent you'll never get a council funding a, a comedy program like you you'll get you might get a council going oh we're funding the arts mm-hmm. and this art stuff we're you know we're we're teaching children or we're teaching we're we're set we're doing a life drawing class or we're, we're doing this oh, we're, we're helping develop music in, in you know let's say in croydon trying to make it a, a music town no council is going to say, "Oh, we're going to we're, we're funding, we're putting money towards helping someone do a comment, do do stand up." So, would you say that as a as a person that's sort of in the beginning stages of the comedy journey, 
Yeah. Would you say that because of that, because of all this circumstance and, and sort of the, the, the view that people as a whole have when it comes to this uh, uh, form of art, is it is it harder to break through? Is it like you're just running on your own perseverance in the beginning? Yeah. And especially if you're a younger, like like yourself, is yeah. it is it harder then to sort of uh, like go through every stage and get to another stage? And yeah, like I think it's easier if you've got money. If you come from money, then it's easy easier because you know I'm not naming names, but if you watch. You can follow sometimes. You know, if you watch, just watch anyone who's been <laughs> online with the Apollo in the last two years. And not all of them, I and mean, there's some really good people who are like, they're not off their own bootstraps, but a lot of them, they're quite openly like middle class or they come from a lot of money. And the re- it's nothing against those people. Yeah. Good on them. A lot of these guys, or these people are really, really funny, but they, they, they can afford to fail. They can yeah. afford to do loads of gigs right if they if they are tough up for rent one month their parents can probably bail them out sometimes their parents are even paying their rent right and i know people who legit said to me you know comedians friends of mine they've said oh yeah i don't have to worry about rent and stuff um and it's a luxury that a lot of like working class comedians i'm not i'm not i'm not on my soapbox about a working class comedian like my 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 dad my mum and dad are working class but i i say i'm probably like if we're gonna get into the minutiae of it just like the lower middle right Mm -hmm. Um, you know but like still everything has to be out of my own pocket and you know sometimes if I can't afford to not do sometimes I, I can't if I want to do a gig which might progress me I can't do that because I can't get the time off work I need to rely on my job to yeah. pay for my bills and yeah. that sort of stuff and pay for my rent all that sort of stuff so it's easier if you've got money especially in the beginning because then you can afford to take the time if like, if money wasn't an issue all you do is you, especially starting out you just gig yeah. like crazy you know you do 300 gigs in a year I think what was it Jimmy Carr he did 300 gigs in a year he had about, he had quite a lot of money and he was able to just to take a year off and did nothing but gig mm-hmm. and that just gets you good right? right if you gig regularly if you're always gigging you're getting always getting better and when you're when you when you don't have that luxury because you've got to balance a day job especially when you're starting out yeah. it becomes harder and harder and you've got to make increasingly more sacrifices for it. initially at first it's just friends and your time and weekend yeah. say goodbye to your friday drinks or your yeah. saturday meetups and stuff that's fine but then it, it, it then goes into right I'm, I'm doing this gig at a club up in manchester it's unpaid it's an open spot but if i do well there they'll potentially book me another time on a saturday bill yeah probably again still unpaid but then you're you're amongst the amongst the pros yeah and then if you keep doing those then you'll get paid and you know it's kind of like i think it's similar to like I think I think I was saying this earlier before we started recording. We we're talking about how like I think the UK comedy scene is moving more to what it's like in the States, mm-hmm. where you earn fuck all money for years when you first start out, and it's only the people, only really the headliners who actually make any money. And then eventually, if you end up doing really well, you know, you stick at it for years and you end up breaking through, then you can actually make some decent money. The UK mm-hmm. was always a little bit different. There was always a club scene. There was always you can make if you're a decent comedian, you've been going for a few years, you can start making money. Mm-hmm. that's slowly drying up due to lots of more people doing it so a lot oversaturation yeah. also the clubs are uh, shrinking and a lot of clubs are shutting down like Jonglers uh, is a club that big big comedy club chain that started that shut down recently that was a big hit to the scene 
and a lot of just a lot of these clubs are drying up and especially now with this coronavirus like a load of a load of uh, comedy clubs are now under threat um if you're listening to this podcast the a really good club which is currently under threat is the the bill murray um which okay. is which is the which is part of angel comedy the bill murray comedy club it's been open for a few years they're currently being shut down i think they've got a kickstarter to try and save them because they've still got to pay rent do you know what sort of Kickstarter it is? Yeah, it's a Kickstarter to help pay their rent. So if you if you yeah, were to do you know like how listeners can sort of oh if how they, you, if how they, they, how if they you choose can find to support it. it? Yeah, if you if you want to help if you if you're a fan of live comedy and you want to help keep it going, just go onto Kickstarter and type in the Bill Murray mm-hmm. uh, or Angel Comedy and it'll yeah. come up. Okay. And it, they're trying to basically cover their 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 rent because they've got to pay a total of six grand a month wow. um, just to keep the pub open because they've got their own little venue yeah. um, and they can't get a deferred payment or they can't get a mortgage holiday like a lot of us can do yeah um, they've got to still pay that um, and they're not making they're not getting any money in mm-hmm. so they're legit probably going to go under unless you know we can get some funding to get them through yeah. so but that's just a prime example of you know of how the, the circuit's contracting and it's affecting every business right yeah you, absolutely. Know, we were, you were saying mentioning earlier what, what argos is closing down a lot of its yeah big stores. argos is closing down debenhams and like all these all these big stores yeah. are are closing down because because of what's going on right and now the, and these are legit businesses who, op- who operate for profits and then you take that and you think about a comedy night a comedy club like yeah. how many people have ever seen live comedy yeah fuck all right like i think there was a there was a statistic saying that you know, I think it was more people go do ten pin bowling yeah. than they do see live comedy, which yeah. is weird. Like, don't get me wrong. If you watch live comedy, it's fantastic. You know, like you're a very special niche, and I love, I love, I love people who the, the comedy club people who go to comedy clubs and they're comedy fans. They are the best people. Yeah. To me, they're the best. They're just turned on. They just they just switched on. They know exactly what they're talking about, and they're great. But they are a niche, you know. Yeah. And it's like so it, the circuit in general is definitely going under some stress and i think it's definitely making it harder um harder than ever to survive off this yeah and you know once they lift if they when once they lift eventually lift these restrictions and stuff it's not going to go back to normal you know they're going to it's definitely going to take a while before people decide that yeah let's go to a club and let's go to a club let's go to a comedy (coughs) club let's Let's go to a place where there's just a bunch of different other people yeah and you know because of all that social distancing and everything else absolutely yeah you know, so it's it's going it's going to be very weird, and you know, people want to get out of the house as well. Like the you know, the last thing people want want to go to do is go into like a dark basement and hear yeah. one person talk. They're going to be wanting yeah. to get out, going to beer gardens, getting pissed or whatever. But I don't I'm, know. We'll see. I'm also interested from from your perspective, from a person that's sort of on the inside and going to different clubs, gigging um, consistently, <clears> and sort of doing that passion of yours um yeah is is age an issue in in the in like in the comedy scene like is it is it like you know if you if you look at a film industry for example mm. age is an issue especially especially for women right uh if yeah. if if an actress is older she all of a sudden gets less sort of office less roles and or she gets put into a box or something like that. I think yeah. Is, is, is that an issue in the comedy as well? There was a, a statistic, wasn't it? I think it was like this, every every job in Hollywood for women over the age of forty or over the age of fifty, they all just go to Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, probably. Helen Mirren. They're the only two women who are allowed to act. Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, and her. I don't know if she's human though. 
They're like, you know, all, all jobs. They, those are the three women. They get all yeah, the work. Yeah, no yeah. one else. They don't leave it. Maybe it's their fault. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think with comedy, by and large, I think it's the reason why I gravitated towards it was because to be... To do to do well in stand up or in comedy, you don't need to be young, and you don't need to be good looking. And I was like, cool, sweet, you know. <laughs> Two tick boxes checked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a bunch of time, and I'm definitely not your fucking Ryan Gosling, so <laughs> I'm I'm fine, right? Um, unless you unless you've never seen me before, then I, I'm really good looking. Uh, <laughs> until until you start recording these, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I don't think um, yeah, it's not age isn't really an issue. Maybe, maybe slightly more for women. I think maybe it may, might be a slight issue, and that's just maybe that just comes down to like you know inherent inherent sexism mm-hmm. and stuff. But I don't know. One of the famous, or one of the funniest people in the UK circuit right now, fucking what Sarah Millican. Okay. You know she's actually funny, not because she's good looking. Yeah. Um, Michael McIntyre, funny. He's not a good looking guy. Yeah. You know? Mickey Flanagan, ugly as fuck, but he is. <laughs> so good so funny and that's the thing that i liked about comedy and i think the reason i like about it it's it's very you it's always it's pretty much always on merit mm-hmm. you can't auto-tune your jokes yeah so funny is funny and i think that does translate between you know yeah that does translate to you know as long as you're funny you you, you can get you can get work okay yeah and there's there's no time limit on it yeah so i think it was it does it dave Chappelle. he might he t- described it as you know, compared to like fighters, because we're, we're we're both fans of what UFC and boxing and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. They were saying fighters normally have, they have a finite lifespan, maybe ten years of greatness if you're yeah. lucky. Um, he he described as comedians being like a fine wine. We just get better with age yeah, for yeah. the most part. Because you just get more experience and over more the experience, years, and yeah. all of, like with your skill and talent, you're just able to convert it yeah. into like just some funny yeah. funny shit. You know, unless your brain goes to shit, but you know, yeah. unless you get that, you know. Nobody really wants to hear experiences from a kid. Yeah, because you don't really have any. No, exactly. And, you know, you see these young comedians and, you know, they're they're very young, you know, like 17, 18. I remember you actually reminded me, um, I was watching some interview with Eddie Murphy Mm. uh, and he said he, first sort of gig that he did, he was like 13 or 14 Mm. and he was really good at impersonating. And so his first gig was him impersonating, impersonating Richard Pryor. Right. And because he didn't have any experiences uh, of like life experiences of what to talk about, yeah. he essentially just talked about just taking a shit <laughs> with Richard Pryor voice. Oh wow! <laughs> so you just, you just reminded me. Yeah, this is like, true. Like, obviously, obviously like... if you if you young, you don't have enough experiences yeah. to to then make it into an into 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 a set or yeah. into a joke. Yeah, you don't have anything to talk about. You don't have any. You don't have any authority, and people people can tell. You can normally tell if somebody's naive and they haven't been in the real world for a bit. Yeah. You know, it's uh, if, never, if they haven't been around, and they haven't experienced or seen a few things. Like it's it's fairly obvious. Yeah, and you automatically find that person less engaging. Uh, I mean, that's maybe completely completely biased. I mean, you you don't have to be like you know. I've seen some very good absurdist comedians who just don't do anything. You know, they just they just do random things like um, you know, and and it's just funny for the sake of being funny. I'm trying to think of the, the name Spencer Spencer Jones. Called, I think his, his character name is the Herbert, <laughs> and uh, his whole act is—he's oh, not young to be fair, but like he's—he's he, his whole act is just doing absurdist comedy, and he has like he has props, and he has like he <laughs> makes his body go into weird shapes, wow. and he's just his whole stuff is like he makes funny sounds like, 
and it's just hilarious <laughs> and it's nothing to do with age or politics or sex or anything it's um, just sort of experience grinding over the years and sort just of being yeah, just, must have just developing yourself as, yeah, a, as he, an act and he's just funny for the sake of being funny you know so mm. you know there, there is that yeah. I think if you you stand in you know comedian who's talking about life experiences stories and stuff like that yeah it, you do have you are better with age is it also the case I, I remember uh, I was watching one one of the episodes of like um, Joe Rogan experience and I remember him saying that it almost seems as if comedy was um, getting older sort of like for lack of a better word just messed up people or people that experienced hot like hard stuff in their lives and they are able now to sort of convert it into comedy yeah would you say that, that that's the case in in the, in the uk scene as well just sort of not not people that are like privileged or born with a so-called silver spoon yeah. but people that the, the 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 harder your life was mm. the the better comedian you are uh i mean it's interesting because you know I'd say that's probably true for American comedians and American stand-ups. Okay. Um, and I, obviously, I'm not promoting that you need to have a hard life and have depression to yeah, be funny. Of course, like of you course. don't you don't need to do that. You of know, um, because that's almost saying you know you need to put yourself through trouble to be funny. Yeah. But you know you listen to you listen to Richard Pryor, you know, and he, the stuff that he talks about. Yeah. Wasn't he wasn't he like born in a brothel or his mum? Yeah, he was. Yeah, his mum was a stripper. And he, and he like, had yeah. a, a fucking hard life. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know he turned it into comedy um bill burr all these comedians have gone through like real tough joan rivers as well mm. so shit she would talk about yeah this is so good and she was brutal she was talking about her husband's death and this death like it's all about pain and making it funny and that's to me that's the most interesting stuff i think the uk scene is is quite a bit different actually you know when i think of the uk scene don't get me wrong you've got people who are you know really good like you you've got frankie boyle you've got jimmy carr yeah. McIntyre and stuff but I think for the most part um, you've got it's it seems to be increasingly more and more it seems to be like uh, I don't want to say it but kind of like Posh Boys who've gone through Cambridge Footlights yeah, and they've okay. never had a real job in their life yeah. they've just they've got a lot of money they've got they've got to university they've got they've got their degree and they've done their comedy stuff and they've, they've, they've just miraculously got a career in comedy and they've okay. never had a real job. They've never done anything. And, and, and it's all just being... And they, they embrace it. Yeah. You know, I, I think Jack Whitehall is a very fucking funny guy. But yeah. he admits, like, he's never had a, really had a proper job before yeah. he ended up becoming big, you know. And he's incredibly posh and all this sort of stuff. And it's funny, but that, that seems to be more of the swing in the UK okay. compared to the States. And I think, you know, you know, with the exception of, like, you know, you get someone like Mickey Flanagan, he is genuinely funny. And he's, you know, he was like... Well, he didn't start stand-up till he was 29, which is kind of unthinkable now when you think about it like yeah 29 would be too late to start well at least that's what you think yeah. he was like a fishmonger right mm -hmm. like a legit fishmonger that's what he did yeah and you kind of think oh that's the guy i want to listen to what does he have, what does he have to, what does the fishmonger have to say about this subject yeah and that's why he's so funny whereas i think now there's an increasingly in a, a swathe of people who've they they've listened to comedy they, they've watched a couple of monty python films or sketches and they think yeah i can do this and yeah you know it's that but then increasingly they seem to all have the same sort of narrative and the same problems mm -hmm. i.e they don't really have any problems you know they're just talking about oh isn't it isn't it frustrating when your delivery doesn't come on time and it's like yeah. right, well i'm more interested in that mate you know? <laughs> yeah you know i'm also curious like from your perspective as a person who obviously knows other comedians and is is hanging out with with other comedians and is in the middle of that 
of it all. Um, from your perspective, if you look at the same sort of same journey, and if you look at a, a guy, you have a guy and you have a girl, mm. is it harder from your perspective? Is it harder for women to sort of push through, push through the boundaries and, and get, for example, if you had the two exactly same journeys, is it harder for women from your perspective to get to the same stage? I don't or sort know. of push through? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's like, it's weird even talking about that because I can't, I can't talk about... I'm only, I'm only asking it because I, yeah. I, I know and I assume that you have no, female comedian friends. So yeah. I'm, I'm just I'll, sort of curious. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just preface it by saying, you know, obviously not being a woman and not having those experiences, I can never say what it's truly like to be a woman. Yeah. Um, going through that ex exact experience, because the last thing I'd want is somebody who is in that position, they're going, well, that's, that's rich. Somebody, you know, a man saying that's the opinion. But for my conversations with women who are going through that yeah. or going through this, it seems to be a mixture of it can be in some ways harder and sometimes it can be a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's the same, like I see this in terms of like the, the you know, the, the sex divide, I see it as the same as with race. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same as race. I think, you know, just the same way, like basically the, when you think of a comedian and I don't know, maybe this is me being conditioned, but when I think of comedian, I think of straight white man. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think of a comedian. Mm -hmm. And then, but then you list all the comedians you like and you kind of think, oh, okay, no, there's loads of course you can be any different color you want. You can be any different race. You can be any different gender. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But that's the bog standard comedian. That's what, what in my, at least in my head. And I think whether that, why maybe I've been sort of shaped by my environment to think that, whatever but that's what i initially think right yeah but and i've definitely seen like with women there's there's uh i've definitely seen some interesting things with women like there's there's for example that you see quite a lot of um all women lineups like exclusively okay. like it's like women only shows um uh funny women is a good example there's a there's a there's a show called funny women and uh, a competition funny women it, it, it champions women which i think is fantastic women only allowed and it's like you know, it's all about, you know, women, divert, you know, championing women being women don't being funny and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And men aren't allowed on that. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like somewhat biased towards women. <clears throat> but then you can say the reason why that exists is because there's a lot of bills where they aren't on there at all. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, like there isn't, there's, there's not, as far as I know, there's not a single club or lineup that says women aren't allowed. That would be immoral. If, if, there, was, if there was a single club that said, women aren't allowed yeah, only, of course, of course, yeah. that would be it would be on the news yeah. people going oh yeah. this is discrimination but saying that a lot of fucking clubs default de facto have no women okay. on the bill the matter, I'm talking big clubs Yeah, you know you just go on there and you're gonna go oh shit what there was no women Yeah, no women available for this one yeah. you just happen to get three guys yeah. four guys um, and it's the same with race though as well right yeah. like sometimes you kind of go and like you know, I think I don't. You know, sometimes there'll be like there'll be no black guys, no mixed race guys. I mean, I get I get on because I you know I've, I I can I can I, I can tick a box mm -hmm. to some extent. I mean, people look at me and they kind of where the fuck are you from? Yeah. You know, and when they hear me, I go always oh, British, but you know, you know, it's half Greek, half Pakistani, whatever. But it's like I think that's the case. Um, I think there's a, there is a mixture like. 
you know, you kind of think, oh, well, if you look at, you know, Mock the Week, the panel show, they have a, they have a quota where they have to, at least one of the people have to be women, mm-hmm. at least one of the people. And part of you kind of thinks, oh, well, does that mean that some of the women they have on there aren't going to be very funny because there always has to be one? But then you kind of think, well, oh, shit, well, well of course, it should, be, it should be 50-50, right? Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be just one in five, one in six, whatever it is. It should be 50-50. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen... And you know some of the some of my friends who've admitted like when they've they've just started out maybe they've done like fifty gigs yeah or sometimes thirty gigs which is nothing by the way if you've done fifty gigs you know fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like there's nothing fifty gigs sounds like a big number right but if you've done fifty gigs that you you don't know shit and that's not even me being bigoted and speak to anyone any comedian who's, who's been going a while fifty gigs is nothing but but don't let it discourage you just keep you going discourage. yeah exactly <laughs> do fifty one at least Jesus uh, <laughs> but. You know, but when you've when I when I when I did fifty gigs, I was thinking, fifty gigs, ready for live, ready for my own show now. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Where's my fucking sitcom, right? Yeah. And you kind of you, you don't realize. So, but I know people who've done fifty gigs and they've been picked up by an agent and they've been they've been they've been given fucking they've been put on big clubs and everything else, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not ready. And then they've admitted they've sort of said to me, I oh, actually you know think looking back on that, I wasn't actually ready. Yeah. But they've been pushed through because they've shown maybe they've got a good type five maybe tick some boxes or something yeah, like well, that yeah not even that but just like they've been they've got a good type five minutes uh-huh. and they nailed that yeah. and then somebody who's who's someone who thought oh that's great i'll put them on for my club i'll give them 20 minutes yeah and they're 20 minutes bombs yeah and then they're no longer booked for that club and then people who see that comedian who goes oh i don't like that i don't think women are funny uh proof point is that no it's because that particular person was picked up when they weren't ready Mm-hmm. They've been going. They've only done fifty gigs. They've done fuck all, right? Um, but then, I don't know. Is it? It's a weird balance. It's like I always think of it as like primary school teachers. Like when I was working in a primary school, yeah, I, I worked in a few primary schools before I started my current job. Like I was working as a SEN teaching assistant, working with kids with special educational needs. I went to what four primary schools. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the staff room for like all of them. I think I must have seen about maybe three men spread across all of these these schools. Just okay. just three men. That was it. It was just it was just women only mm-hmm. in the schools. And I don't know why women tend to dominate, tend towards just gravitate, um, yeah. gravitate towards um, primary school teaching. And I don't know is it is it only women hires? Are they going to hire diversity? Whatever it is, it's just a case, it just seems to be one example where there is a lot more women doing that job than than men. And comedy at the moment is I think it's changing slightly, but it seems to be there's a lot more men doing it. Go to any comedian comedy lineup, run any night, even the night that I run. Yeah, you know, a Vauxhall Comedy Club, but we have to we get hundreds of applications. And I'm talking, we probably get one woman for every twenty men that apply, okay. or twenty guys, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you know the the club runs like what five six nights a week. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have that same woman on six times, so undoubtedly you end up having unbalanced lineups where there's far more men than women. Yeah. It so, almost it almost seems to me from what you're saying that, on one hand, comedy as a as an art form or as a as a scene, seems like this just loving embracing place where you can no matter whether you're old, white, young, yeah, yeah. woman man whatever yeah uh you you are embraced by the industry and the people in it but then on the other hand it sounds like you still have some sort of invisible divide or or yeah there is hypocrisy in a way 
yeah, I mean, again, I can only talk from my experience Absolutely. and the conversations I've had, but you know, I, you know, there's definitely, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say if it's necessarily harder or difficult. Um, again, it's the same thing with race, right? If you're funny and you, you, you're slightly different. If you're not, you're just, you're, you know, your your average bog standard white guy. You know, it's funny, you know, you hear some comedians saying, oh, I'm a white guy on TV. Do you know how hard it is for me for a white, just a straight white guy to get on TV? I think Finn Taylor, funny fucking funny comedian, he talks about it. He did this on the roast battle on Comedy Central and he was like saying, do you know how fucking funny I have to be to get on TV? A straight white man. I have to be fucking funny to get on this. You probably just ticked a few boxes and it was really funny. And you kind of think, oh, I can, I kind of see it from that point. But then also you kind of think, well, no, actually as well, because fuck you, because actually there's, out of 20 people, 19 of them are straight white guys and you've got one, one, one woman. And sometimes you see like one woman, if she, and if she's black, cool, don't need a black guy on. <laughs> she's like, that's, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's what I do, but that, <laughs> that's how some of the people work. That's how some promoters work, man. They yeah. go, oh, I can't have you on. I've already got a black guy. I've already got an Asian guy. I've already got, oh, have you, you do one liner jokes. I've already got a one-liner guy. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of... I've already got a gay guy. I've already got... That's how some of these promoters operate. Yeah. And it's it's, it's funny. You know, that that's kind of how it is. And that's why you have this uh, this segregation. You know, you have the, what, the, the funny women and then you've got this... What is it? You've got Live at the Apollo. Yeah. And then you've also got this BBC Asian comedy network. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. just it's it's just Asian. I don't know what it is. It's, you've just got Asian comedians going up doing shit. Like a few of my mates have been on there. Really fucking funny guys. Uh, good mate of mine, Jamie D'Souza. He's been on there. Really funny. Don Biswas is a really good funny guy. Uh, Shraz Youssef, uh, Raul Coley, all fucking funny guys just put on there. But there are some people on there who aren't funny, and they're just on there because they're Asian. Uh-huh. You're gonna go. Is this person never fucking done a joke in their life? Yeah. So they're mixed in with some shitty people. Uh, and also that show the host I don't know what he does I don't know if he's I don't want to offend anyone but he's, I don't know if he's a radio host or something but he's not funny at all man mm. he's not a comedian I think he's maybe a he's just a bold guy he talks loud he does not but he's the main guy of the host like you would never get somebody on Live with the Apollo who's not funny as the host yeah whereas that show it's okay because fuck it it's just the Asian show yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's, that's yeah. how I saw it man yeah you know what? Being half Asian myself, I'm looking at that going, why? Why haven't they? Why has nobody thought about that? Why yeah. is it okay for the the main? If you're the face of the Asian comedy show, why are you not being? Why are you not expected to be funny? Like I'm not even. That's not even me being harsh. He doesn't tell any jokes. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but then there's there's that segregation. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's easier or harder. I think it's it's obviously definitely different. And. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether this is this is sexist or not. I think there's definitely enough sexism in the industry to you'll probably get further if you're if you're better looking as a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, um, but I think that's a, that's a thing. Again, there are exceptions to the rule. Um, there are really funny, funny women who aren't you know particularly good looking, as it should be, right? You don't have to be fucking good looking yeah, in comedy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's the reason why I like it. Yeah. But there are definitely some women who are. Maybe they're not as funny, but they they're kind of good looking, so they just get championed, and it's like, oh, they have everything. Yeah. Um, so sort of like in 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 conclusion, almost it. it it's the same it, in anything, man. Like if you yeah. like any any industry, if, in whatever industry you want to get into, if you're if you want to go be big in fucking finance, if, and this isn't men, women, gay, straight, black, Absolutely. white, if you're a good looking person, you're gonna do better. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
you're not gonna you, you'll be able to work half as hard as the as the ugly git next to you who has to fucking put in the hours uh but i don't mind being an ugly git i don't mind man you know but that's it just, that's, it just that's sort the of rules like, of life isn't it i'm guessing it's just like in conclusion it should if you it, it's just like grind 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 work on your work on your craft develop yourself and Unless you're good if, looking, if, then you if, just smile. If, and if, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're good, eventually you're If you're you are listening do... to this podcast and you are good looking, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. With all due respect. Uh, seriously, fuck you. <laughs> you just like, eventually you're just going to get there. It's just all about perseverance and sort of grinding at it, grinding at your craft. And yeah, there is, you obviously, gotta obviously not everyone is going to get there, but unfortunately, no. but... No. Sometimes, fortunately, yeah. <laughs> some of them you don't want to get there. There's some people who are absolute shit. <laughs> uh, just keep keep grinding, guys, and and just keep developing yourself and Unless persevering. Unless you are and, shit, then do give yeah. up. You're just taking. taking or just have a plastic surgery and be better looking. <laughs> yeah, just you know, if you are shit though, and just do do stop. You're just taking up valuable space. <laughs> Uh, we're just joking, guys. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. All right. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> I was signing off. <laughs> I was signing off with that. Oh, shit. I wouldn't have been as horrible if that was it. I think we were going to move on to the topic. Oh, no. If, this, if you're signing off with that, no. If you are if you are shit, you know, keep going, man. Maybe, maybe you'll get better. Uh, it's not coming from a place of heart, so... <laughs> Uh, if you're signing off with that, I can't can't sign off with me being an arsehole. <laughs> no, you can. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thanks, man. Thanks how, can, how can people find you again? Where are your socials? Uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, uh, just type in Adam Kumas. Uh, Kumas spelled C-O-U-M-A-S. Uh, find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Not right. TikTok. But yeah, anyway. Thank you very much, all. See you next week. Cheers. Take care. See you.